Hey, Court, how are you? I'm doing well, Ray. Uh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably Joel. Um, or probably Josh and Nicole. One of those three. All right. So as discussed, uh, just r- roughly 10 seconds before we turned on the recording, we're going to be recapping or I guess talking about yesterday's games and maybe giving an instant reaction to the game that already happened today. Yes. And before we get started, it's probably worth saying that not only is this our first podcast, but this is our Joel Sherman Boston Marathon edition of the podcast. Indeed. This is for you, Joel. Indeed. Um, I, we, you're probably listening to this while you're running the marathon. If uh, everything is going the way we thought uh, things were going to go. Yeah. Right now, you're just hoping that Josh isn't going to run onto the court course and get arrested. And we are hoping that as well. Uh, yeah, that's the you know one of the best things you can ask for in a marathon. So uh, enough with the uh, idle chatter here. Let's get into the you know nitty gritty of this, huh? Yeah, let's do it. going to talk about the Nets Raptors game first because we're going to go in chronological order of what happened. That sounds great. So, so Court, what is your reaction to the to the upset? I suppose the seven point win by the Nets yesterday over the Toronto Raptors. So I actually watched a portion of this game. Ah, um, novel. Yeah, and uh, I think Toledovich—that's how you say his name. I, I learned how to say his name. Um, he had a basket, and uh, Andre Blatch also had a goaltend. Um, some guy for Toronto scored there. Mm. Um, this is, I kind of expected the Nets to win this game. Mm. Um, I think uh, Jeff Van Gundy used the term micro-tanking to describe the Nets uh, sliding into the sixth playoff position in order to match up against the Raptors, and I guess that seemed to have worked out for them it did it certainly did um and after my extensive research on this game uh, looking at the box score and i did in my defense know that the nets won as of last night um i will say my instant reaction court is that um mason Plumley only played 12 minutes and went one for one um i've been hearing a lot of chatter around nba circles that he uh was a very legitimate candidate for the NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, this kind of struck me, struck me uh, personally because I was, I was thinking that Michael Carter Williams was definitely um, the Rookie of the Year, and to see that he just went one for one in twelve minutes with three rebounds, that's kind of lame, you know. Well, I'm seeing here that his his plus minus was plus thirteen. Okay. Well, I'll is that real plus minus or is that imaginary plus minus? Imaginary plus minus. Well, okay. this is, I don't know. I see there's a, something, you know, there's, this is in the box score. Mm. Is the box score real or is it imaginary? Mm. Um, I think that's a good question. I would, I would say the box score is real. I think that this is the imaginary plus minus. Gotcha. So a little, um, my biggest issue with Mason Plumley is, is he a rookie? Can you, it, I'm not sure if he's a rookie. I, I guess he is since the, he's in consideration for it. I thought maybe I'm getting him confused with one of his, the many other Plumley brothers, but I, I wasn't quite aware that he was uh, a rookie player. I believe he is a rookie. I believe it is one of the other Plumleys that is not a rookie. Uh, I should know this based on my research from my valentine's day piece on the rookie sophomore uh, superstars challenge that is still in uh the queue um but yes i believe he is a rookie gotcha um, and yeah oh and the third brother w- was still at duke it was his senior year um, yes yes i think yeah i think a real takeaway from this game might also be that darren williams played played pretty well and he's been getting a lot of heat lately uh, for not being particularly productive and being an expensive supposed franchise player. Um, but he had a pretty solid game. Um, and maybe he was the reason the Nets won. Mm. Uh, I didn't see him play. I think Livingston was in, in the game uh, for the majority, mm. 
which uh, it looks like he played most of the game too. So I, I kind of caught the non Darren Williams part of this game. Um, and I guess Toledovich didn't even play that much either. And he was in the whole time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Mason, I saw a picture of Mason Plumley blocking LeBron James one time. And, uh, I think, you know, that says something about him doing something, right? Definitely. Now I think it's time for our European name pronunciation challenge. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, who's, uh, who are we challenging? So we are both, I say we both take a stab at, uh, saying the last name of the center on the Raptors, whose first name starts with Jonas afterwards. After the podcast, we can have a subjective review of who is more correct. Okay. Um, you go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Valenciunas. I think that was a really nice court. I'm going to go with Valenciunas. Okay. I'm going to revise mine. Uh, I'm going to go with Studemeyer. <laughs> Studemeyer. <laughs> I think Studemeyer is probably going to win. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, oh, oh, and court. Uh, what do you think about Grus Vasquez playing 29 minutes in this game? Uh, I'm against it. I saw him. Uh, he he went up for a layup and then fell over and then complained to the referees that he didn't get a foul call, um, which is pretty much par for the course as far as my uh, you know experience with Grus Vasquez. Glad he's not on the Pelicans anymore. Mm. Um, mm. Dislike him intensely. Uh, he's not even European. He's uh, South American. So. There you go. Mm. All right. Well, I feel pretty good about what we said about that game. How do you feel about the series going forward, Court? Uh, I think the Nets should take it. Um, the GM for the Raptors apparently said uh, F Brooklyn in a pep rally. Mm. Um, I didn't realize that pep rallies were legal in Canada um, or that cursing was. Uh, I expect he had to apologize for that. Um, how, about, how about yourself, Ray? you have a prediction? Maybe... How many games they're going to play out of, you know? I'm going to go with the Nets as well. You know, I feel like the Raptors, they just uh, are happy to be here, you know, whereas mm -hmm. the Nets, uh, they've got a strong veteran team. Uh, they've done well against the Heat this year. So I could see them really gearing up for a little playoff run, whereas the Raptors, you know, they're just going to, yeah, they're going to have fun, but then they're going to, you know, hang out in Canada. Gotcha. Well, uh, that about wraps it up for that game, um, and we will be moving on to the next one. And moving right along, uh, we're going to be talking about the Warriors-Clippers game next. Um, yeah, exciting game. Uh, Court, you and I, we did watch the last five minutes of this. That was pretty exciting, huh? It was exciting. Ray, how would you rate the, your view of the laptop screen? Like, could you see pretty well? On a scale of 1 to 10, if we're already adjusting a 10 for the medium resolution quality of my screen, I would say that it was a 7. That's pretty good. Okay. What was yours? Well, uh, it was the late afternoon, and there was a lot of good sun coming in. And although it wasn't on the screen, it was kind of behind the screen, mm. something about it made it so... It was roughly possible to tell whether it was a close-up of players or like a you know far far shot of half court. Mm. But other than that, I wasn't getting a whole lot of seeing being able to see the ball or so. Basically, I was just looking at your reaction to see whether somebody mm. had hit a shot. Mm. So how would you how able how well were you able to tell the results of the game by my reactions? Pretty well. Okay. Uh, I believe oh snip snaps maybe was a phrase oh, you yes. might have used at one point indeed which i took to mean uh somebody had made a shot yes. i believe it was chris paul had, yes yeah i believe i reserved that phrase for um surprising and, and maybe vindicative plays or, mm -hmm. or you know yeah gotcha gotcha um so cool getting into the game um what we saw of it the Warriors were up by like eight or nine points with five minutes left. The Clippers came storming back and then kind of teetered out at the end. Um, which, unfortunately, the, the thing that I remember most about it was a, a series of fouls and replays at the end of the game. I, I recall there was one replay. I actually could get a good view of this replay. 
where Collison maybe uh, was fouled, but then he like dribbled. Oh no, I guess it was Paul at this point. That's right, that was Paul. Yeah, he was fouled, and then he dribbled the ball out of bounds, and they initially called it Clippers ball, but then they went to the replay, and the replay showed that he kind of got hacked, but it also showed that he was the last one to touch the ball. So they overturned it and it went to the Warriors, mm. which just kind of seems like what's the point of looking at a bunch of TV screens for so long if we're going to not, you know, challenge everything. Yeah, I agree. That was pretty lame. Um, and definitely, I think Chris Paul toward the end was just a little disappointing in general. Um, he had that dribble off the foot. He had a bunch of other kind of like so-so plays in crunch time. Uh, it was not that inspiring. Although he did hit a couple of big threes down the end, so he we did ought to give him credit for that. Yeah, he was he had, you know a good shooting performance at the end in that sample size, which was pretty small. Yes. Um, we we also saw some hack of DeAndre at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is one of those things as esteemed uh, NBA podcast people uh, that we ought to have a strong opinion either for or against, probably against. Um, I feel like we also may want to uh, just generally lament that this happens and then maybe come up with, uh, you know, a new rule to eliminate it from happening. Um, I might be getting ahead of myself, but you, I think you're getting really ahead of yourself. Okay. I was right when you said a strong opinion. I was I'm all for it. You're all for it. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Does it increase? Does Do people getting fouled just so they can shoot free throws? Does that increase your enjoyment of the game? It increases my enjoyment of the game to see DeAndre Jordan. Mm, okay. Because uh, he is a pretty funny person. He so, is pretty funny. Yeah. And then I also find it funny when somebody is really bad at free throw shooting. Mm. Um, because I feel like it's something you could work on maybe. Yeah, you feel like that. Um, but if I were to go back to my eighth grade intramural basketball days, I was uh, one of the tallest people in the league and so I got fouled a lot. Um and I thought I could hit free throws, but during the games, I just, I, I don't think I shot better than 50%. And so I, I understand his, uh, understand his troubles. As someone who coached, uh, that level of basketball, 50% is a pretty decent percentage. Um, I'd be pretty excited if one of my better players shot around 50%. All right. Um, you know, not that, the, not that fouls often get called in that level of basketball either. Um, our best, you know. Generally speaking, if you have a really good player, they'll just get hacked on the inside a bunch, but then they'll grab the rebound anyway and eventually make a layup at some point mm-hmm. or get really frustrated and punch a kid. Okay. Um, yeah, so, all right. Well, that makes me feel better about my eighth grade self. I'm sure you're good. Um, let's see. Last last thought. Any last thoughts on this game? Uh, what do you think about J.J. Redick being in the NBA? Um. It kind of makes me mad, uh, mainly, it kind of makes me mad that he's actually a, a valuable rotation player in the NBA. Um, we went to college with a lot of kids from Roanoke who adored J.J. Redick uh, in an unhealthy way, uh, and I had a lot of arguments with them about his NBA potential, and I would say that based on his NBA career thus far, they've probably won that battle, and so I feel a little bit upset about that. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm more upset about him playing in the NBA than Stephen Curry kind of mm. being a star. Yes. I had, you know, I'll admit this. Is, ben Starkweather is never going to listen to this. My friend Ben and I had several arguments about Stephen Curry's NBA potential, and I was, I was down on his potential. Um, he certainly turned out to be a better, you know, better with the ball in his hands than I thought. I thought he was more of a straight-up shooter sort of guy. Mm. Um, so I was wrong. A uh, lot of former ACC players in this game. Mm. Harrison Barnes, mm, pretty disappointing while he was at UNC. Steve Blake, uh, mm-hmm. also am against him. Anybody from Maryland playing in the – well, you know what I think about Maryland. Uh, Chris Paul, obviously, yeah. Mm. You got your uh, – and uh, Jared Dudley was uh, Boston College. And Ugly l- Dudley. And let me just say, it feels like Roger Mason Jr. should be on one of these teams. Right, so he should be on. He should be in the NBA. Yeah, um, which is a good segue if we're talking about UVA players in the NBA to move on to the next game. Oh my! Which oh boy! Undoubtedly, Mike Scott played in. 
and you see oh gosh he's not a rookie so he's nope. which is unfortunate because he deserves the rookie of the year far more than mason Plumley did because his performance in this game was 12 minutes he had, he was one for two with two points and only a fake plus minus of plus two mm. but the fact that he attempted a three and mason Plumley didn't i yes. think i would give him you know a lot of credit for that Yes, yeah, they did those research on players who uh, take shots um, and their misses ultimately result in their team scoring a certain amount of points that is higher than others. I would kind of put Mike Scott into that category, especially uh, from three-point range. I suspect that something good happened after that for the Hawks. Um, That definitely led to them beating the Pacers. Yeah, um, agree completely. And let's just give a shout-out to Luke Neer real quick. Um, Uh. Luke uh, was a big fan of Mike, Mike Scott's. Um, usually he's a little pessimistic on most UVA players and NBA potential, but for Mike Scott in particular, he was he was really on board. And I mean, shoot, he's right. Dude just played 12 minutes in a playoff game where his team won and attempted a three-point field goal. That's what I'm saying. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, what, let's get some actual analysis in on this mm, game. What okay. do we think about? What's the deal with the Pacers? I thought they were supposed to be good. I thought Paul George deserved Xboxes and stuff. He does deserve Xboxes, and you know, just basically looking at the box score, it seems like Paul George probably wasn't the reason they lost this game. He could have been a little more efficient. He only shot thirty-three percent from the floor, um, but he had ten boards, twenty-four points, five assists. That's a pretty solid game. He was probably playing plus defense against whomever he was guarding, maybe Paul Millsap. Um, So you can't really blame him, probably. The thing that shines to me is Roy Hibbert's uh, lackluster stat line. Mm -hmm. Um, Looks like he had only eight points on 4 for 9 shooting, only eight rebounds, and he was probably battling foul trouble the entire game because he had five fouls and only played 30 minutes. Gotcha. So, as the anchor of the defense, I feel like this loss really goes on his shoulders. Okay. Um, and, uh, I yeah, might, how do you feel about that? I, I might, I, I'm looking at David West's stat line here, and okay. especially um, there was a young gentleman um, with a, a bunch of his other friends riding his bike outside our house. Um, one of them was actually on this like three wheel trike thing and kept doing not quite wheelies, but kind of going mm-hmm. on two wheels at one time Okay. and c- cutting in front of cars. Anyway, the one kid had on a David West Ooh. Pelicans jersey mm. um, and David West, the, that's a disappointing, he only had eight points, four for 10 shooting. Uh, he can be a much more efficient offensive player than that. Um, I don't really know who was guarding him here or if he's just finally becoming washed up and old mm-hmm. um you know doesn't have anything left in the tank but mm-hmm. uh, certainly saw him tear up the pelicans at the beginning of this year in the pelicans uh, opener mm. do you think we can um break from this crack analysis to discuss something that really uh has stumped me sure all right um so we we saw a couple of games live uh this year I think at least one of them Luis Scola played in. Um, and he has he has this long flowing hair. I knew you were gonna talk about the hair. Yeah. Um, so I just wanna get I just wanna get it on the record, see what we all think about it. It didn't seem like he had a headband in. If it, it if it was, it was sort of camouflaged. Um, but somehow his hair kind of like rested behind his ears and stayed out of his face despite the fact that there didn't seem to be anything holding it to his head. And um, as someone who for a very short period of my life has had long hair, uh, I find this really hard to understand because I couldn't do anything athletic without something to keep my hair away from my eyes. I feel like, Court, you would have a lot more experience in this because you have longer hair than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on what Louis Scola does, how his hair stays back, or, you know, Maybe even just recommendations for him. So uh, I I have no recommendations for him because it looks like it's working great for him. I'm not quite sure how it works. I think he has a hard headband, actually, like one of those um, 
like interesting theory little like small it's a small one though i think and then that tucks behind his ears so it keeps everything kind of pointed back i'm but i'm not quite sure how the stuff that's pointed back stays so straight it could be he has some sort of product mm, mm. um that's probably my best guess for that mm. okay um, okay well, that's i like that theory do you think that he do you think that he wears a headband that you can't really see because he wants that like natural flowing action i think he yeah and if you had a headband you could see i think he's afraid that he might be um accidentally uh taken to an WNBA game instead mm. people might confuse him for a girl okay um okay so okay. Uh, yeah i'm not i'm not quite sure if it's his choice to have the long hair or if his parents Ooh. just have you know tell him not to cut his hair or whatever or don't cut his hair for him let's assume his parents do force him to keep the hairstyle that he has if Luis scola was given a choice about his haircut what do you think he would do i think he would still keep it long he's he's that kind of guy mm, yeah free spirit free spirit um all about defense uh yeah certainly about defense in this game he was over six yes uh his stat line looks like pretty similar to my stat line in the kip game uh that i played in recently uh disturbingly similar <laughs> so yeah he's nba version of me uh and uh speaking of that maybe we could do go back to the european last names feature here oh okay um there's a couple there's a starter for the hawks uh, the center for the Hawks that is uh, kind of interesting to me. And then one that's not quite fair because I, I know this one, and you probably do too, but the backup center for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah, so I'll give uh, the center on the Hawks a shot first. And I'm, I, I think that I heard this pronounced at the uh, sophomore rookie game this year, so I might have a leg up here. Okay. Uh, but I believe that his name is pronounced Pero Antic. Okay. That's interesting. I was going to go with Pero Antich, mm, but mm. Um, yeah. Mm. And Antich then, would kind of be fun. You could make a lot of good puns with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, backup center for the Pacers, this is kind of cheating for me, but you you want to go for... Since you have a good handle on it, I'll go first. Um, Ian Mahimni. No. Ian Mahimni. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Jan Mahinmi. Ooh. Yeah. That's he used to play for the fancy. Knicks. Um, okay. I might, I might even, I might be doing the last name wrong, even with the extra knowledge. And a quick shout out, Evan Turner, four for six. Um, glad he's not on the Sixers anymore, but that's a pretty nice little game he put together yesterday. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Um, let's see on this game. Maybe we have a couple more seconds. Uh, Actually, let's do a quick prediction for the who's going to win this series. I think this is. Oh probably yeah, we missed when we missed the Golden State prediction as well. Okay, well was. let's let's do this one then circle back. Okay. So, I actually think this is kind of like a fifty-fifty at this point. I think the Pacers, despite the fact they haven't been playing well, are probably better than the Hawks because the Hawks kind of suck. And so, if I had to put money on this game. Um, I would first call Taylor Pilkington and see what he would do, and then I would do the opposite. But if I couldn't get any answer from him, I would pick the Pacers to win this series. The um, opposition to the Pilkington is always a good strategy. Um, I would pick the Pacers. Uh, I think the fact that Atlanta pulled out this first victory, not a big deal. Uh, The Pacers have a lot more talent. Um, I'm not quite, I didn't see this one, but not quite sure how they all managed to play, you know, pretty poorly at the same time. Indeed. I think Indeed. they'll step it up. Uh, they should make it uh, on to the next round. Good call. Um, so going back to the Clips and the Warriors, uh, if nothing else, I think this should definitely be an exciting series. I think it should definitely go at least six games. Um, I do like the Clippers overall as a better team than the Warriors. They seem to have... Uh, more all-around depth. Uh, I don't think either of them are great at defense, but I would probably give the leg up to the Clippers. Um, I think uh, based on the limited amount of game that I watched and looking at the box score, 
I think a big uh, problem for the Clippers in this game was that Blake Griffin was in foul trouble and only played 19 minutes. Uh, if he can correct that, I, I like the Clippers the rest of the way. Um, I'll say Clips in seven. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the upset here. I think the Warriors are going to take it. Mm. Um, Blake, I, I remember when he fouled out, he also threw a cup of water onto a Golden State fan or yes. something like that. Yes. Which yes. I think that's just immature, Blake. You yeah. are in commercials that I'm disappointed. Do you think he wanted to be, do you think he was like plotting to be a part of a, a hot internet GIF? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not plotting as much as Robin Lopez was, that, mm. which is probably one of the best basketball gifs 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 i don't even know what you're talking about um there's would be hot internet radio if you describe this gif okay i can describe it i can also maybe like pull it up for you here okay if at the same time hot Uh, internet googling yeah so we're just looking up so i'll describe it while i'm looking for it great uh so robin lopez is stretching on the sideline uh while the uh, Blazers are making some sort of dunk. Okay. And he has a reaction, um, which is pretty sweet. Um, I think this is it here. I might get Um, my instant analysis. Okay, this is This is horrible. Oh, this is just him dunking. Okay, yeah, that's the wrong one. That was him, actually, it might have been him getting dunked on. To be fair, that was a pretty good dunk, whoever was dunking. Yeah, it was a pretty bad gift, though. Okay, yeah, uh, it was really small. Oh, yeah, here we go. It Robin Lopez like loses it. I want him to lose it. Found the gif. Uh, uh, loading. Loading, yeah. Uh, if you so want to follow along, this is a seven. Robin Lopez loses it. Oh, no, see, he's just losing it here. Uh, I don't, so we'll come back to this. I'll okay. find it for you, and then the next episode... Next time Joel runs a marathon, he we, we can talk about it. We, maybe we'll just show it to him. To be continued. Maybe they'll have the, like, next time Joel runs a marathon, maybe they'll have those little, like, watches with the iPod in them, and, like, he can mm. just look at the GIF, mm. like, while he's running. Singularity, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, well, we should move right along because we only have a little bit of time to talk about Joel's favorite team, Ooh. the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, yes. Um, thighs. Versus the Grizzlies. Would you would you describe this game as a... Um, or would you say the Thunder put on a thigh-clenching performance in this game? Uh, I don't know if the Thunder did collectively, um, but it looks like Durant continued with his thigh-clenching. Okay. He's just been clenching thighs all over the place. Okay. I That's awesome. Yes. I agree. Um, so, yeah. Pretty exciting there for him. Pretty exciting. Um yeah, so this is kind of like Joel's adopted team. So I feel like we ought to do a a pretty good analysis, a pretty in depth crack analysis of this game. Um, the Thunder kind of won pretty handily, huh? Looks like they were in control. Um, they yeah, and then they kind of you know tightened the screws there in the fourth quarter, maybe. Indeed. Um, they actually had a really terrible third quarter. Uh, it looks like. Yeah, so. yeah. Um. But Durant had his normal, impossibly efficient performance, 13 for 25, scoring 33 points, lots of other good things in the stat uh, categories. Um, one thing that stands out to me is that Kendrick Perkins only played 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. Seems like the Thunder are responding to the uh, stat heads and general basketball fans that think Kendrick Perkins is an awful basketball player mm-hmm. by playing him less. So that that kind of bodes well for their playoff outlook, I would say. Right. And I don't know what their Marcus Hall strategy was uh, with Perkins off the court, uh, but it seems like it worked out. You know, it looks like they played pretty small here. Um, I mean, you have Ibaka in there still, but, uh, you know, they just were fine with uh, Gasol Mm, being Gasol. um, And probably, you know, uh, the offensive efficiency is far far better mm, yep um i feel like we should also maybe during this game uh since james harden has moved on from the thunder via trade a little while ago um i think maybe we should take a moment to reflect on joel's beard um, like a moment of silence um 
we probably had had enough unplanned moments of silence on the podcast so far. So maybe a I can add in a moment of silence later. Okay. Like I can make it as long as I want. Okay. Like I could stop it right here and it could just be silent for a while. Can you play sad music or the music they play on those um those uh the Sarah McLaughlin music that they play on those uh SPCA videos? Uh I was planning on looping that at okay. a very low volume uh for the entire podcast. So if okay. that's not I apologize if that is not the case as you're listening to this. Okay. If there's not the Sarah McLaughlin music in the background. Okay. That is my fault. Well, I would kind of like to share my favorite uh the favorite image I have in my head of Joel's beard is that would that be okay? Possibly. Uh, I don't want to. You know, if it's if it's a little explicit, it would be a little uncomfortable because okay. your shirt is off right now. <laughs> my shirt is off. It's a little steamy in this room. And um, it might be steamier if you start talking about Joel's beard like you're about to. It will be steamier. Uh, and I even had this uh, before any sexual tension was introduced to this conversation. I had already planned to. You're the talk one who brought. You're the one who brought it up. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, the sexual. I'm sorry. Stuff. I was. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, before the steam was was brought up, I had already thought my my favorite moment with Joel's beard was definitely drag brunch this year. Yeah. Um, he, Joel was in a in a dress that I think complemented his slender frame very nicely, um, but then with this just monstrous, awesome, lush beard. Mm. Um, and I think there were just some nice pictures with him with this like kind of big, uh, uh, I don't know, like trucker old man smirk. It's kind of like, you know, gregarious smirk, but he's in this, you know, little tiny you know, petite dress, right? Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's my favorite memory of Joel's beard. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have anything to add to that? I don't. Um, you got a little excited there. It, it might have. It might have been a little hard to hear because of how um, Ray got a little excited and was moving around on the microphone. But oh, apologies. Yeah, he basically said, "Yeah, he he was really into Joel's beard there." TLDR: I liked Joel's beard the most during drag brunch. I liked it. I liked it as um, an identifying. Uh, characteristic like phenotype characteristic at kip basketball mm. they'd be like oh your friend is that beard guy right yeah and they good. sometimes people would just be like yo get beard and that would mean like go play defense on him yeah especially when they were just discovering that joel was good at basketball yeah that was fun watch out beard is shooter mm. you know yeah um not that those guys play defense anyway uh yeah so Maybe we should do a quick prediction on this series. Uh, I would love to do a prediction. Maybe we do a quick ACC recap too. Uh, okay. Ed Davis, terrible. Uh, yep. And somebody, one of these other guys, Karan Butler. Yeah. Where did he go to school? Didn't he go to UConn? Did, oh, did he? Who am I thinking mm. of? Did, I thought. I thought he was UNC, but maybe you're right. I think he is UConn. Jeremy Lamb might have gone to an AC. Lamb. Oh, damn it. He went to Connecticut, too. Yeah, Lamb went to Connecticut. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Striking out. I don't know. Maybe. Lots of Connecticut players. Oh, I think they just I got, won the championship. I think the beat. Yeah. I think I got confused with Cron Butler and Antoine Jameson. I got their schools confused there. Because uh. they played together on a team. The Wizards, probably. Yes. When the Wizards were probably not that good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember those years. Um, someone could probably convince. Where did Derek Fisher go to school? It was probably a long time ago. Something that's yeah closed down by now. SMU. That seems like an unlikely guess. Ooh, guess the state. Oh, uh, I already, already looked it. at it. Yeah, okay. sorry. Okay. So he. Arkansas Little Rock. For those of you. I was going to leave it as an exercise. Yeah, oh, I was going to leave it as an exercise to the readers, but it was. Well, that may have been a true, and it may have been false. I would guess, and then look it up. Yeah, I would guess Arkansas Little Rock because that's what it is. Um, yeah. Um, All right. So now to the series prediction. Uh, my prediction is the Grizzlies in four. <laughs> Five. Six, uh, they're uh, n probably not. They're probably not going to win this one. Yeah. Um, they do have Mike Miller, 
who is apparently a space wolf. Mm. Um, it inhabits his body now, according to a documentary I saw called The Adventure- Adventures of Christopher Bosch in the Multiverse. Ooh. Do you think that will help him in this series or hurt him? It will help him um, because that space wolf had a pretty weird accent. Mm. Um, True. The voice actor in that, I mean, sorry, the you know actual documentary. Yeah, so I, and as a as a defender, I would not be intimidated to guard Mike Miller, the human being. Uh, but if he was possessed by a space wolf, then I would be pretty intimidated to guard him. So I think just that uh, that knowledge will be intimidating to the Thunder. Gotcha. Um, but I'm assuming you're picking the Thunder here too. I'm gonna pick the Thunder in five. Okay. I'm gonna pick Thunder in four. Mm, okay, I think there's probably, I think one of us is gonna be right. Okay, my bold prediction of the day. Well, yeah, you should think that you're gonna be right because that's what you thought. I well, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this that I'm, that about wraps it up. Um, and yeah, clocking in around 36 minutes here, it's about as long as Joel is gonna take to run the marathon. <laughs> Um, so you can just listen to this and nothing else. Um, we'll probably add in some music later, like, uh, just like Chris Russell's podcast. It'll probably have like, we don't have answers at the beginning. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. And Joel, as someone who has never run a marathon, if you are listening to this while you're running, um, I would just encourage you to, you know, breathe, keep it, you know, keep it, keep it loose. Focus on the form. Get one of those little yummy gel packets um, and just have fun. If you have to poop, they have porta potties, I think. Yeah. And I think if you poop in your pants, I think that's also like, that's like hardcore. I, I would, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, I think it's a bad thing. Okay. I think, yeah. I think by your age, you probably should have learned how to not poop in your pants by now. I, that's a phrase I've said recently, probably. But <laughs> anyway, Joel, uh, we well, wish. Are we? Are we? Uh, we do have one last uh, segment from Greg Siever. He's going to weigh in on his uh, playoff outlook. Oh yeah, we're going to bring in Greg as a guest here, and to do that, um, he is just going to appear magically in the room. I think here. Yes. Excited to announce that we have uh, Greg Siever on the podcast. Hi, Greg. Hey, Ray. Hey, Joel. Hey, Corn. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, Greg is uh, Greg is coming. So it's it's Sunday. It's the uh, it's Easter Sunday. It's the end of Lent. Um, and Greg has uh, fasted from uh, sports media entirely uh, for for Lent. And so, first off, I'm interested to hear Greg's reflection on that. How that how that went, and what his outlook on sports media is moving forward. Sure. Thank you, Ray. Um, yeah, so this is something that I had done a couple times before in the past. Actually, I usually like to give up something for Lent and um, just thinking around to myself. Uh, this year, I couldn't couldn't come up with anything better than, than giving up sports media. So um, I did that for the past, what would be, six or seven weeks, I would say, maybe even more. Um, I bet it's exactly 40 days. Exactly. Oh, you'd be right about that. And um, I just took it as an opportunity to uh, to remind myself how tremendously insignificant uh, professional sports is. So, so what are you? So then, what? How significant would a podcast about professional sports by people who have not even watched those professional sports then be? Uh huh. I would still say this is um, from from what I know of it more significant. Why? Um, then, say the outcome of, uh, you know, the I don't know, two hundred NBA regular season games that I I didn't pay attention to over the past couple of days. Um, why? Because this is this is a gift for someone else. Mm. It's not for profit. Okay, I like I like that. That's very that's very nice and sentimental. Uh, sure. Um, um, yeah, and uh, plus, uh, sort of just thinking about the the individual impact of each one of those. I'm guessing it's about 200 games. Um, is just 
on my consciousness is it's phenomenally insignificant. Mm, okay. Uh, but but each one of them could have demanded four or five minutes of my attention. Do you uh, do you think that uh, how how would you rate the significance of the marathon that Joel is running, uh, presumably while he's listening to this? What what kind of significance are we talking about here? Like cosmic significance? Uh, sh- sure, whichever kind of significance you would like to comment on. <laughs> uh, well, personally, I, I'd say my indivi- individually, it's um, it's important to me by virtue just of the fact that I'm spending time on it right at this moment. Um, so there's that. Also, I've I've heard Joel talk about it a little bit, and um, Josh as well. So I, I have some investment, yeah. Okay. Um, of my own volition. Okay. Okay. Well, how how significant do you think it is for Joel? More significant than it is for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do you think it will be more taxing on his body or your body f- to have him run the Boston Marathon tomorrow? His body. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, and then maybe closing up the Marathon Lenten little section of the podcast before we get to, to Greg's um, hot sports takes on each of these series. Um do you have any, you're, you're a well-read man, you appreciate uh, various philosophers and authors and novelists and all of that. Do you have any, uh, is there anything inspirational uh, on, in any of the uh, fields that you have studied or read that you would give to Joel while he's racing right now that, that might help him mm. push through the race? It's really putting me on the spot here. Um, my understanding is that Joel's run a couple of things, these things before. Am I That's correct? Right. That is right. Yeah. So I, I'm going to leave this to Joel to, to figure out what motivates him on the inside and why he does this. I'm uh, okay. And actually take a step back here, um, and let him figure that out for himself if he has not done so already. Okay. All right. Great. And now I'm going to kick it over to Court, who is going to talk to Greg and get quick predictions on each of the first round series okay first we need um greg we're gonna have your predictions for which games occurred yesterday okay i can do that um so you're gonna be start me off here or you're just sending me off which was the first game that the first game um so this actually i i believe it was new jersey and uh toronto and i'm i'm basing this so as regards the lenten situation i did from time to time pass my eyes across the sports headlines on the new york times um mm, interesting uh, on on um w- beyond my control i'm just browsing the web web page um so i believe it was new jersey and toronto are you aware of the verse i think it's in the sermon on the mount where jesus is talking about if you like you're a murderer even if you look at a man with hate hate in your heart Uh do you think that a similar sort of thing applies uh to browsing your eyes over the box score of a game on the new york times Mm, i think i'm probably guilty before i even looked at the at the headline to begin with so um i'm just gonna dodge that question all right yeah got a little theology in there for you um so in that game, what do you think happened? I, I know that the Nets beat the Raptors. Okay, gotcha. And for that series going forward, do you have a prediction? I would say Nets in six. Six is a valid number. Yeah, great. Uh, so moving on to the second game of the NBA day. NBA still does or is now continues to do seven game first round series, correct? I think that's a pretty good prediction. Okay. Um, I wouldn't call that a prediction. I call that a question. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, um, can you you can verify? I this can. Is true? I, I can verify Ray. as to to the great to the best of my knowledge. Uh-huh. It is a seven game series in the first round. I did just me, look. I just looked at a box score and it said best of seven. Okay. For um, the record, I think they should go back to five game first round series, but they won't because it's too much money in it. Right. Yeah. And I'm, um, you know, uh, I was, I have like a pretty good confidence in it being seven. I've watched seven game series in the first rounds for a while now. Yeah. I was just saying that you can't really be sure of anything. Right. 
I don't. Am I wrong on this one? I w- we'll get into it later. What was the second game of the day yesterday? Second game of the day would have been. Um, I'm guessing if the first one was an Eastern Conference one, then the second would have been an afternoon Western Conference one. Um, I don't think it was the Thunder and the Grizzlies. So um, that would leave the Clippers and whoever the Clippers played, the Warriors. That's probably not an early game. Well, I'm going to say Clippers-Warriors anyway, followed by Hawks, Pacers, and Thunder. Um Grizzlies. Wow, this man is if you if his predictions for who played the games are amazing. So he's probably going to get all of the predictions for who's winning these series, right, too. Uh Yeah, it's stellar. Good job, Greg. Those are indeed the games in the order of the games. Um so yeah, what do you what do you think about this here uh Clippers and Warriors series? I'd say Clippers and 7. Okay. Um, uh, What's your reasoning there? Clippers and seven because uh, I just don't trust the the Warriors. It seems like they got a lot lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, I learned this morning that Andrew Bogut was out. Mm, Yeah. Um, So that doesn't favor them. And um, yeah, just Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, the lack of Andrew Bogut. Mm -hmm. Pretty good valid reasons there. Uh, Let's move on to one of my favorite series of these four series, the Hawks Pacers. Yeah. So I was also, as I was back on ESPN this morning, um, interested to learn that one of the major playoff storylines is the the collapse, or uh, you can put that in scare quotes, but the collapse of the Pacers in four and six over the last ten. I'm... I I don't actually know how to put scare quotes on something in uh-huh. on an audio file. Okay, um, we just have to imagine that. Okay, um, just is out there. Yeah, I'm sorry, and once again, I apologize if the Sarah McLaughlin song isn't playing behind the podcast. Uh-huh. I don't think it's going to. So I'm going to say on that this this particular series, um, I still think the, the Pacers are well built for the playoffs. I have no idea what's going on with them. Very literally, I just don't know. Like I haven't watched a Pacers basketball game in in probably since before the All Star game, perhaps even since the season opener when they played the Pelicans. Oh yeah. Um, so shout out to given that that eighty two game uh, break in between when I've last seen them and now, I'm learning they lost to the Hawks this morning. Um, my impression of them against the Pelicans is still fresh. I'm still going to say Pacers in. See six, six games. Yeah. So they're gonna have four and one for the rest of the series. Pretty sure. Good. All right. All right. Well, we will see how that one turns out. Uh, so that leads us to the final game of yes, the final series of yesterday, which is Joel's hometown, Oklahoma. I don't know if Joel has ever even been to Oklahoma City. Joel's Oklahoma City Thunder thighs versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, so of all the of the NBA news I took in this morning when I logged on ESPN.com, um, the only the only box score that I felt really compelled uh, to investigate and and read the recap and watch the video was um, was that of this series in particular because I like to watch the Thunder. They're just uh, so exciting. Wow. That so, makes you way more informed than me about this game. Um, I'm going to say Thunder and four. Thunder in the highlights looked like they were hitting on all cylinders. Uh huh. Um, even though I guess they did lose to the the Grizzlies last year in the playoffs, um, my sense of the Grizzlies is that they are on a team in decline. Mm. Uh, I was particularly put off by. An interview, um, a halftime interview with their coach. Um, what what did the, he say? Something offensive. Recap. He just seemed especially stumbling and and unconfident. As a side note, what was uh, what was can Mark you, Jackson can, saying can in that timeout? Actually, Mark Jackson was saying something in a timeout yesterday that was kind of funny. Um, what was it, Ray? Mark Jackson was saying, "Somebody help me! Somebody help me!" Mark Jackson is the coach. During a timeout, 
Actually, Greg, what do you think normally happens during a timeout, particularly involving the coach? What normally happens in time of the playout as as a coach? Yeah. yeah. What does the coach do during a timeout? What is the coach supposed to do during a timeout? Yeah. Um, for I don't know, say like a ninety second timeout, I imagine sixty seconds. Uh, let people catch their breath and not do anything and just stay out of things, or maybe conference with one assistant. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then maybe thirty seconds. Uh, this is big generalization, obviously. 30 seconds give some sort of directive. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I, to be, as a, a side note, I'm actually usually pretty like, I mean, generally I'm kind of surprised at the amount of like rah-rah type of stuff you'll see from coaches. Um, like not real strong, like motivational stuff. Uh, so if like the, the um, what was the Popovich one? Like I need some nasty. Maybe see some nasty. I have um, no idea what you're you talking about. You haven't seen right? that? No, I haven't oh, seen that. I would check it out. Mm. Um, it's just you know, uninspiring stuff all around, mm. um, and like usually worth a laugh mm. as well from from a lot of NBA coaches. Yeah, I do remember him. I do remember Pavic yelling at Matt Bonner. Were you guys there at that game? He was yelling at Matt Bonner. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Corded shaking his head, um, and I thought. It was really mean. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, back to our, our, our original question, though. I would say, um, you know, maybe the Phil Jackson school, just let people figure it out on their own. Okay. Um, for the most part, and then give some very general structural, uh, like employ some structural tactic without being too specific. So now that you've heard that Mark Jackson during a timeout was saying, Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Yeah. Do you think that bodes well for the Golden State's chances? I'd really series? have to see the video clip to know. Because I've it. always okay. been impressed with Jackson on the mm. sideline. I mean, he seems sort of like he's got the the oratory down well, if mm. nothing else. Do you think you just might be a little um, taken by his charisma? Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. And that means a lot. Good. And Greg would know as a charismatic fellow. Um. All right, great. Well, I think we got... Did we get a prediction on the series from you, Greg? Oklahoma um, City Grizzlies? Oklahoma, yeah, I said Oklahoma in four. Oklahoma in four. Okay, that's what that's what Court said as well. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on the NBA playoffs or the first round of the NBA playoffs specifically? Um, I look forward to, to knowing as little about it as I can while still figuring out what happens. Good night, folks. Thank you.